Welcome to Unleash Your Niche with me, Amy Cager, the podcast aimed at helping you get clear in your business niche and identity so you can stand out, become the go-to person in your field and attract more of the right customers. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to Unleash Your Niche. Today I have the wonderful, amazing Claire Jenks with me. Claire is a graphic designer extraordinaire and we will be talking about how to use your visual identity to stand out and to focus in on your niche. So if you're feeling that your visual branding is a little bit meh or you're not really sure how to use your visual branding to stand out and to focus on your niche, then this is the episode for you. So hello, Claire. Hello. Absolutely lovely to have you here. So tell us a bit more about you. Yeah, thank you very much for having me on. Uh, Very excited, actually. So as you've said, I'm a graphic designer and I specialise in visual branding and visual identity, working with small businesses to help them use that visual brand and identity to add more value to their content that they're putting out to their audience already, but also to attract more fans and followers, make them stand out. Fantastic. So if you're familiar with my unique ometer that I talk about in my free masterclass, How to Competently Niche, and with my dynamos, you will know that one of the elements that I talk about, about having a really strong niche, is making sure that you have an awesome standing out visual brand and a visual brand that stands out from everybody else, but is also really consistent. So when someone comes across you, whether that's on social media, on your website, any main piece of content that you're producing, before they've even seen your face or seen your logo, they know it's you. And the good thing about having a visual brand is that it's something you can do from the get-go. So it's not something that you need to be doing your business for a while to get into, to then kind of look back at stats and seeing how things are going in your business, which I, I talk a lot about. It's something that you can get sorted from day one, really. And that's not to say you can't, it can't change and evolve, but it is something you can think about straight away. So I know you'll agree with me here, Claire's, but how important is it to have a brand that stands out? Oh, super important. Yeah, it's those bits that, like you say, before people even really get to know you and your face, your visual brand is the thing that people will notice straight away. And it's the thing that, especially these days as well, when people are producing more content with their social media, their website, all these different things, your visual branding goes across everything. So that's the thing that's going to attract your customers, your audience, going to build that brand awareness and that kind of people start to remember that visual brand and that's what people tend to remember you for, especially at the starting point before you've even got started with everything else. And it can make a real impact, especially with the visual side of things. People remember visuals more than they do text and things like that. So it has a huge impact on your business and how you present yourself, as well as your confidence in presenting yourself. And that's an important one as well. It's not just for your audience. It's also for your confidence in the way that you're communicating your messages. Mm. No, absolutely. And I, I always think with visuals, anything visual, it's it can sometimes be that shortcut or the kind of subconscious that people pick up on that it's not even something they're thinking about. So it's it's good to have that kind of really good shortcut with your visuals. So 
yes definitely if you're thinking of doing it how how do you get started then what are the first things that you recommend people start to think about so a lot of people will immediately think that they need to start looking at logo designs and that sort of thing getting designers on board spending thousands of pounds and they don't need to like you say you can start this before you've kind of started all these other bits and pieces and I think that's an important one to bring up because that holds people back from starting to present themselves. So if you are at that point where you're starting out and starting to build your visual identity and your visual branding, start to think about who you are and what you want to say about yourself. And this can come into the whole brand values and that side of things. But sometimes it just comes from your gut and what you want to say and what you want people to feel about when they get in touch with you. So for example, I live by the beach. <laughs> so my branding came from beach colours and things like that. So it's kind of the inspiration around you and um, that can pull the starting of your visual branding together. And like you say, it can evolve and change over time. Mine has and um, slightly easier if I am a designer, but I know other people that have come the same way. So start to pull those inspiration from around you and what you want to say. And you don't need a big fancy logo to get started. Your visual branding styling can just be your colours that you're using and the sort of font that you're using. Those simple things that can then be evolved going forwards. And colour is quite a personal one and people always struggle with what colours they should choose and what feels right. So I say think about what colours you like because you're going to be looking at these colours a lot. (laughs) You're going to be creating all this content. If it's a colour you hate then it doesn't make sense to use it. Um, so that my starting point is the colours and the fonts and that can form the basis of your whole branding going forwards I say logos and things aren't necessarily needed right at the start of your journey it could just be a nicely kind of typed out name for example and um, but those other little elements are the things that can get you feel like you've got started and mm. um, and I say pull from inspiration that's around you for colours think about colours you like and they all have kind of a, a feeling around them. There's a lot of colour psychology and things. So the beach, for example, is kind of what's led my brand styling. Teals, yellows, all looks like the beach. It also has a carefree kind of friendly vibe to it, which I bring through then through all my messaging. So I'd say colours is quite a good way of just getting started and kind of building that brand from there. And it's a fun way as well. Yeah, no, I think that's really good. And I, I like the fact that you've said about your beach example and and didn't you even use a photo of a beach and you kind of did the colour drop thing and yeah, so hex colours and things like that. So it's something that you can yeah. even do that if there's something that inspires you, I guess, or you feel really encapsulates you and try that out first. Yeah, that's a great way that I found of explaining how people can start to combine colours and things as well is... So I've got a picture of a beach and you can get the eyedropper tool. There's different ways you can do it, Photoshop or Canva or places, which will then get the hex code. And naturally those colours go together. We don't look at the beach and go, oh, they don't look right together. Mm. Um, They just naturally do. So that's a good way of starting out. If there is something like that that you can kind of tie into your brand. I've worked with people who used a forest, for example. They were all about um, earthly and warmth and things like that. They used a forest to start their brand styling. Um, and we just pick colours out from there and that's where they they started and they've evolved it as they've gone on um, mm. and started to introduce other elements so yeah it's a big tip on how you can start to combine these colours to get a basis to start from yeah no that's great yeah especially natural 
as you're saying, like beaches or forests, that, that's natural colour combinations that work. But I presume anything that you have around you can that you think works pretty you much can go with that. Yeah. So, so once you've got your colours and your fonts and kind of getting your ideas, then want to make them about you and it becomes much more of a personality rather than just kind of nice, pretty colours and pretty fonts. How do you then make that into your personality of your business? And because that's the thing that will make you stand out and is the bit about you, really. So how do you translate it then? Yeah, so this is sometimes where I think people tend to struggle a little bit and people are quite afraid of putting their personality on things mm. so that starting point will have already set a bit of a personality with what colors you're choosing what fonts you're using that's already set a style of personality and if it's come from something you like that's already got your personality in there the next bit is putting you in there and that could be your imagery that you're using it then goes into the way that you're writing your copy and things like that as well so all these different layers are all part of that whole identity so the, the copy side isn't necessarily the visual, but it's that extra layer as well for adding that personality and kind of adding to your branding. But start putting imagery of you, especially if you're a personal brand, start to incorporate you into that. And that, again, kind of puts your stamp on those things. And that tends to be what people tend to be a little bit scared of doing. It's a good way of doing it. And as you evolve your kind of how you're using things, that's where you start to get your own style of doing things and people will start to recognize who you are and how you're saying things. So if you're starting to use those colors and fonts in a particular way and consistently, you've got to be consistent with it. Once you've once you've chosen them, roll with it and be confident that it looks great. People will start to recognize who it is that's kind of using those assets in that particular way. And people do start to recognise you, especially on social media and things like that. A good example of putting a bit of personality into your kind of visual branding is a guy called John Asperian, mm-hmm. who is LinkedIn master. He's a technical copywriter, but what he doesn't know about LinkedIn isn't worth knowing. And I spotted him ages before I even spoke to him or met him in person. But he has um, colours and fonts that he uses consistently. But he started to bring in a bit Moji John which is a little like cartoon bit more of him and he started to put that into so he's evolved from just the colors and fonts and he started to use these extra assets that he's got to add that personality and it's the way he uses them that you know straight away whenever you see his kind of posts on LinkedIn you go oh that's John you don't have to even read the content or mm. read who it's by it's just the way he's used them so consistently that he's got that personality out there straight away mm. Yeah, absolutely. Once you get into it, but you just you just notice him, and yeah. that's when you start to bring that brand awareness and that personality, and be memorable. Yeah, absolutely. And he hasn't even got like a really crazy visual identity or anything. He's just got some key colors. He's got his his little cartoon of himself, kind of using little graphics and icons. But he really stands out. So you don't have to kind of go really crazy. And it, I, I I like the idea of you know, using little icons or little other elements. You know, I use my little brush strokes and things. I suppose they're nice little bits that kind of add that personality in as well, isn't it? Than just thinking of the colours and and fonts, because I think those are really good to show your personality, but there's other elements as well. And I think it's it's getting the right colours and and things as well that that suit your personality. Because I I was, um, in last week's episode, I was saying about how I started off getting really nice. I had some really nice colours and... I went with kind of reds and blues, you know, a bit like a French Breton 
kind of theme, you know, the stripy, yeah. stripy tops, but that totally is not me. I'm not a kind of, <laughs> you know, <laughs> classic, classy Parisian kind of person. So then I was like, actually, that that doesn't work. I need to go with more bright, the, which I have now, the pinks, yellows, blacks. That's more, much more me. And I think, that, you know, yeah. with getting your personality across in in your colours, it's I think it's going from that choosing just nice colours that work to how does this actually portray me and what I'm doing or what I, like you were saying earlier with the brand values, like what is it, you know, do these colours and fonts and everything, you know, especially with fonts, you could have some, you have, there's so many different fonts now, you don't have to kind of just stick to real basic ones, you can have some really elaborate ones that as soon as you see the fonts, you kind of get a vibe off them. Yeah, it's getting these right things that that you know work as a color composition, but how does it portray you? And and some ways it's best just to ask people what because people have an idea about, especially with colors, what kind of there's a bit of psychology behind it. You don't need to know the whole science behind colors and things, but people have got quite a good grasp on it, even if they're not from the creative world. So if you ask people what color am I, it sounds like a really silly question, and people go what? But a really happy like. Turquoise and yellow. Oh, wait a minute. That is your colour. <laughs> it's like yellow says a lot about someone. And it's a very happy, positive colour. Blues are used in different ways. It can be calming or corporate. or So people can kind of give you a bit of an insight to that. And like you say, it matches your personality and you've got to roll with it. So some people might be quite scared of using bright pink, but it suits you completely. And it's kind of having that confidence to go, yeah, that's me. And that's what I'm going to, that's what I'm going to roll with. Yeah, and it is the extra elements that can, and it helps you start to create a visual language then for you if you've got these extra elements and things, which can come along a little bit further on. You don't feel like you've got to have all these bits right at the start. Like, say you've evolved kind of where you started from. I've gone, actually, this doesn't feel like me. And sometimes it's a bit of that, oh, does this work? And then sitting with it for a little while and going, oh, actually, no, that's... Mm. (laughs) So it is, and it helps you then create more visual content going forward the more you start to build on it but it is a building thing a lot of the time. Oh, absolutely. I think everything is, is especially when it comes to your business identity and your niche and all, all those kind of elements to your business. And it's something I talk about a lot is that it's always do it in stages. You don't have to kind of go from the very beginning to the proper final perfect product. It's It can just happen in stages and not being worried about that because a lot of these things, they do start procrastination. They stop you actually getting on and doing things. And it's like, actually, it doesn't matter. You will always change. And it's kind of knowing that's okay. And just to try things out and go, this is what I feel like at the moment, but it might not always stay that way. And that's okay. And it's knowing that that's okay. And it is a journey and it can be done in stages. And that's absolutely fine. Definitely. Yeah. Don't let it hold you back from getting on with the next thing or thinking, oh, I can't put that Twitter post out there with that visual because actually, no I'll just hold up <laughs> yeah just start and it is it's if you can develop at the little stages that's probably even better because then you're not starting completely from scratch if you have to that's completely fine if you start adding those little bits in you just add in more depth to your visual branding and that actually helps when people are starting to notice you especially online mm. like, oh, actually this mm. is I'll notice when someone changes their like yeah. shot or their, their cover <laughs> what's happening yeah we do notice I say I think a lot of time it's it can even be subconscious I was saying earlier it's people won't necessarily even realize that they'll start to go oh it's a bit different I don't know quite why or why tweak things ever so slightly and think with design well I, I kind of do like the aspect of design and things I love 
spending time on Canva and doing things and stuff. But it's, you know, I'm always tweaking things or if I did this a bit or I could add this or even though I've kept with, I would say my branding looks really similar to how it was when I went started with the pink and yellow. There are elements, probably if you looked at the first thing I did to what I do now, it would actually be different. You know, it would have slight different tweaks or how I use fonts or or things like that. So I think that's there's something to know that you're probably always tweaking anyway. There's never like a finished product. Oh, definitely not. If even if you look at the big brands, they're always tweaking things mm. and having brand refreshes and different bits like that. You just won't notice them as much into hours of work and you go oh it's a tiny little change <laughs> exactly. five months to do that yeah <laughs> so my two no-nos as it were are using stock photos apart from if you do incorporate them somehow into templates or you use overlays or whatever but just using pure stock photo of a nice cloud or a desk or whatever and not having photos of yourself I think there's so many people you come across especially on something as visual as Instagram where you don't know who someone is there's a logo in the little profile picture and and it's just all quotes or stock photos or something and just like there's you don't know who this person is is it a real person who is it is it a lot of people is it one person so they're my kind of two no-nos when I see visual identity and design things but what 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 are your things that you feel don't work I'm with you there at the stock photography it can work great if you start to adapt it and make it your own. So like you said, there's different ways you can add. You can use filters or you can use overlays. You can put your text over. So it starts to add your stamp onto that stock photo. If you're going to use it just as it is, like you say, it doesn't tend to show much about you and it's not really tailored for your brand and what you're saying. And it's quite hard to try and find a stock photo that kind of reflects everything that you want to say about you and your personality and it can actually take more work than just putting a picture of yourself because <laughs> you can spend hours just searching through and through and you go, oh, that's not quite right. This isn't quite right because none of them have been taken for you. Mm. So they're never going to live up to a picture of yourself or a picture of your own surroundings or anything like that. So I say any opportunity of being able to put yourself out there is a, the biggest opportunity you've got to share that personality and add those visuals that are only yours no one else has them so get them out there so stock photography can be used but I'm with you there there's a lot of other options especially for getting your kind of yourself out there and your personality and helping to add to the rest of your visual branding consistency is probably the next one not being consistent with it yeah um that's where people tend to fall down a little bit so if you're going to do it start being consistent with it don't one day be this next day be this next day be this and kind of do it that way because it starts to lose that momentum that you've got and that brand awareness and loyalty that you're going to build up from these fans and followers but once you start being consistent with things that's when you can start to see the impact that your branding is really having on the people around you and the people that are following you and reading your content and spotting you out in the middle of their LinkedIn feed for example <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you need to give it time. You can't, yeah, one week go, oh, I'm going to go with, yeah, pink and yellow. And then next week, mm, don't like the pink anymore. I'm going to go blue and yellow. And then because it, it, no one has a chance to to get into it. But I know I've heard you say before about one of your clients that they were using just bog standard stock photos. Yes. And you started to incorporate them. So it had a proper visual feel. Yeah. They got 
like their increase of reading rates and things went through the roof just doing those little tweets say a bit more about yeah so um this is with a lady called tiana wilson base who is a business coach and she was doing a lot of blogging she's a big fan of blogging and her blogs were getting lots of views anyway but she was looking at a way of trying to increase kind of the views and engagement that she was getting take it to the next level so she got in touch and asked how we could start to incorporate a bit of her and her visual branding into them and um, so we purely just looked at the feature image at the top of the blog post and she was using stock photography before and it was very tenuous links it was kind of like it's about reading and she's holding a piece of paper it it was very but that was all she kind of had and it was kind of an extra thing that wasn't really her bag she was all about the writing so we pulled together some templates in canva using her visual branding that she already had so it was her colors and hers a bright orange and light and green and some fonts and pulled them together in Canva. And she had, we still used stock photography, but we used overlays and then text on the top. And it added her bit of personality into that image. So the image was still there to accompany and add a bit of context. And we chose slightly better photos that she was using before. (laughs) Um, And they, we purely just changed that. The timing of post didn't change. The style of content didn't change because she was still writing it all herself. And yeah, I think it was, 367% 367% wow. views increased by, and we can only purely put that down to the, adding the more visuals in and adding mm. a bit into those visuals, which just goes to show, I think, how important using your visual branding and thinking about visuals alongside your content can have a big impact on those extra content in your business. She was blown away. She was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's amazing, uh, you know, that how much of a difference that made and it so it only goes to show that having more of a recognized visual identity makes things look more interesting because it's kind of got a thing about it you know it's, it's linked into something with others and also just standing out and that people would recognize and I'm sure every week people would then wherever they were coming across the blog would, would recognize immediately without even reading the words or whatever that that was the next blog post so it would have helped with continuing readership as well and probably all sorts of things of yeah. being recognized that that's that's her stuff rather than somebody else's stuff and you just pop out the page a lot more if it's got your brand mm. and personality on there and it entices people a bit more because they'll see it and they go oh I know it recognize I read mm. that blog like you say see the next one go oh, I'll have a read of that one so yeah it's, it was a big impact and people started to notice they're like you've mixed up your blog a little bit haven't you I've started to see more images of you <laughs> So she's like, oh, people are noticing now. So it just shows that people do notice when you start to change things and kind of take more time and effort over things as well. And like I say, hers is quite a simple visual brand. It was just the colours and font and it was a template in Canva. So it wasn't something that took a lot of time or thousands of pounds. And yeah, so she's got more work out of that as well. So it, it just shows. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. yeah, and I think, you know, it is keeping it simple. And I think, as you were saying, if you were going to just go with a bog standard stock photo, just the stock photo, no, nothing else, no de- other design elements, you say the amount of times you would probably be trawling through trying to find that perfect stock photo compared to if you have a template, once you've got the template, it's actually a lot quicker and a lot easier anyway for your, for your own self to go, right, okay, my next week's blog post, I just have to change the font to the new title and it's it's done or I've got my three templates to choose from. You know, every three weeks you rotate through them and you, you're kind of sorted, aren't you? It's definitely it's that I think most people go oh it's going to take so much time to do and it does 
takes a bit of time at the start to get these things in place. And especially with Canva and stuff, you can start to build your brand kit within there so you can add your colours and your fonts in there so that they're all ready to roll as soon as you want to jump into it. And it's putting those little steps in place that can kind of make it much quicker for you, but make sure that you're consistent as well with it. And you can start producing visual content a lot faster, get that impact much quicker as well. So yeah, don't be worried that it's going to take, oh, I've got another thing to do. I've got to add a nice pretty picture now to my blog post that I've taken mm-hmm. hours to write. It doesn't have to be that way. You can put things in place and using tools like Canva and stuff and creating templates. There's other ones as well to make it easier for you and to get that consistency mm-hmm. so you can start seeing those rewards. Yeah, absolutely. I love I love Canva and I love I, I'm on the pro one. And I love the fact that you can keep the colours and the fonts. I mean, that saves me. Oh, I don't know how many <laughs> hours because it is just all there. And you don't even have to think about it. you don't have to kind of go, right, what's my number again? I type it in um, the number for the colour. Sorry. Yeah. Type it in or oh, I can't remember what my font was called. You know, where's where's the bit? I've, where's the piece of paper I've got it written down on or whatever? It's just all there and it comes up immediately as well. It chooses those colours as your go-to colours as well. So it does, it saves. I mean, that's worth the, the tiny amount of money you have to pay for it anyway, but it's worth it just just for that. Like Definitely. It, is, it is really good. And I think it, anything that helps with consistency, as you said, it takes a little bit more at the beginning to get these templates sorted, but actually then going forward, it saves you time. So people thinking, oh, I've got a, having a whole visual brand to be consistent, that's, it's going to take more time or it's, I don't have enough time for it or I'm just not being consistent. I'll quickly do this. I'll quickly do that. It actually makes it easier. And you've got to make it easy for yourself. I, as a designer, it's kind of a controversial one, but I use Canva for some of my own stuff. So because it's easier to Mm. set up these templates and things, I use all the Adobe Suite and stuff for other bits, but for stuff that Canva's perfect for, I go in myself and use it because it's all set up there, ready for me to go. Um, and it saves that time and like that consistency we produce enough content and do everything else in our business we're going to start creating visuals ourselves as well make it as easy as possible for you so if you can utilize tools like that then I would highly recommend Mm. it oh absolutely I'm all I'm all for having things made as simple as possible even if it's you know, kind of doing a bit of a cheat, as it were, cheat way of doing it. Yeah. But it's there, so why not use it? And, you know, it's like in anything, why do something that you can do quicker using something else? There's no sense to that, especially when you do have your own business and you do have a million other things that you need to be doing. And why take an hour doing something you can do in 10 minutes? It's just yeah. no sense at all. <laughs> especially if it's going to have that impact on your business. Yeah, well. exactly. Yeah, just a small thing to be doing that. And it just makes it so much easier. And it's, yeah, makes such an impact. It's, it's worth doing. So kind of finish off with then, how do you know when it's time for a rebrand or, you know, people who are listening, thinking, okay, yeah, maybe I do need to change things or how do you go about changing what you've got? And also when do you know when that is the right time? Yeah. So there's a few different ways and it it, it all depends on where you are in your business. So you might want to go for a refresh of your yeah, visual brand. And if you've changed direction, if you're doing something new, if you've changed decide to niche and you're not niching already um that's a good time because you're going in another direction focusing um it could be um i was speaking to a guy this week who has been doing something for the last year but he feels like it's a new chapter in his kind of business so he's like this is the right time for me because it felt right Mm. that all my previous stuff doesn't feel like where i want to go in the future doesn't feel like it aligns with my business goals so they're all very 
good reasons for refreshing it might just be that you're really not feeling confident in what you're putting out there visually anymore and it just doesn't sit right with you again that's because you've got to be confident in the visual brand and you've got to want to be proud of what you're putting out there and if you're not then that says a red flag to me and it might be that it's it could be much deeper than that um but sometimes just the visual side if you mix that up a little bit um that could then give you that confidence to start sharing the content and sharing your personality out there so I always tell clients when they're starting to think about refreshing or thinking about where they're at is start to think about your business goals and what you're doing now and how that aligns with how you're presenting yourself at the minute so if it doesn't seem to line up then that's a good time to go okay let's start looking at refreshing and and it could just be a little thing that needs changing it could just be the colors that we need changing like we say it could be that actually you need a bigger kind of audit of what you're doing um and to go a little bit deeper and start to look at logo designs and identities and the values and the messages and all that but there's a lot of different reasons and I feel like if it's if it feels like you need to start to explore why that is is it because you have changed direction is it because you're wanting to do something new is it that you're starting a new niche and new new market something like that is all good reasons for at least exploring refreshing don't dive in before you've kind of sat back and thought why do I feel like I'm fresh is it xyz there's different reasons like that and I've got a um audit rebranding audit on my website which kind of goes through a bit of the journey and asks a few of the questions and so people can head over and download that if Mm -hmm. they like um just to help them ask those initial questions to go does this line up with what I want to do because it's slightly bigger but it's worth doing it if you're Mm -hmm. at that stage where you're thinking "Hmm, something just doesn't quite sit right yeah no that's I think that's right and yeah I'll put the um link so people can go check that because I think that'd be really good and really handy for people um to be able to check that but yeah I think you're absolutely right when someone especially if you're going in your direction I think even for yourself I think it's quite nice it kind of feels like oh this is my new fresh you know like a fresh start isn't it if you are changing some aspect of your business it's sometimes just nice internally for you to kind of go right that's the old business looking like that this is my new business going forward and this is what it now looks like and I'm feel yeah like you're saying a lot about this confidence isn't it like and now I feel confident in what it looks like I feel confident about it I think it's you know everything's all lined up it's it's all going to go brilliantly this is great and kind of go for it and rather than kind of doing a whole change of your business and you've kept all the kind of old visuals and things like that and it's, you're saying it doesn't have to be a massive overhaul it can just be some tweaks that just even if it once again subconsciously is that change yeah than a whole you know totally different colors totally different fonts and logos you don't necessarily need to go totally no you can kind of <laughs> do some tweaks that just gives it that notice of things have changed that's it and I think um one of your previous episodes was kind of do you do little bits or do you go with a full launch Mm. and tie straight into the visual branding side you can do those little bits or you can do a full refresh and relaunch so it depends on kind of what stages you're at and Mm. how you want to start presenting yourself is it you want to go I'm here and I'm completely changed or is it just those subtleties that you know yourself have changed but mm. making a massive difference people aren't going oh hang on a second what's happened and um, so you can do it either way and both ways work just as well as long as it aligns with kind of what what you're what you've got going on and how you want to present that no absolutely now I know we can talk about this all day 
but that's absolutely great thank you so much for yeah. it's been totally awesome and really really valuable hearing what you've got to say about standing out using your visual brand because it is so important as as we've been saying well said at the beginning said all the way through about it is about standing out it's so people noticing you and knowing it's you as well as, as opposed to somebody else it's having that personality that identity with your visuals and it's such a an important thing because you know so many things are visual you know especially on social media or whatever people are picking up on these things whether it's subconsciously or or consciously knowing picking up on these things but it, it is just so important so thank you so much it's been brilliant where can people find you where can people follow up they can go over to my website which is clairejenks.co.uk or um across all the socials all of them <laughs> um so you'll find me on twitter at cjenksdesign or over on instagram at clairejenksdesign you can find me lots of pictures of beaches <laughs> fantastic i say thank you so so much it's been brilliant my pleasure i hope you enjoyed my chat with claire and you found it helpful if you're currently thinking that you've got a bit of a non-existent visual brand or you feel you're not really standing out or different enough from your peers or competitors or that your visual brand is just not really you I hope we gave you some pointers to get you thinking about how to create a visual brand identity that amplifies you and your niche. If, however, you feel you might want a bit of help with this, my Dynamos program is currently open. So if they think that might interest you, do go and have a look at my website at amykager.com slash dynamos or drop me a message. And of course, do let me know if you have any questions or comments as it's great to hear from you. That's all from me. I'll catch up with you next week. Have an awesome week. Thanks so much for listening to the Unleash Your Niche podcast. If you have enjoyed this episode, do please check out amykager.com where you'll find more to help you get focused and clear on your niche and how to amplify that in your communication. (laughs) 